This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Faw, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Terbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current master of coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains, Co-Lord of the White Claw. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve, Co-Lord of the White Claw. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Bran 5 of A Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's study, we will be discussing... Ale Belly, Micken, and Septon Shale. Yeah. Wow. Ez. Woo. Yeah. It's it, we 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 missed a week, unfortunately. Right. Uh, yeah. It's been crazy. Twenty twenty could literally not be any more ridiculous, it guys. Just keeps I <laughs> I was literally unable uh, to use my office. I mean, I was able to use it, I suppose, but um, I'm out here in Portland. And we just uh, had wildfires, okay? And I mean, so my office has a, I have a window air conditioner, right? You know, a little box when you shove yeah. in the window, six outside, right? right? The rest of the house is, is, is fine. But this, but this room, for whatever reason, the sun hits it. So I got to put it, I got to put a window one in here, uh, just the way it works. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had these wildfires, man. I mean, it was in... It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. Because a couple of years ago, there was wildfires and there was smoke, but, eh, it, you know, it just smells kind of smoky outside. This was, I mean, totally, totally different. Uh, we were in our in our most recent Patreon Zoom hangout. We had Lady Lady Adrian in there, and we were talking. She lives in Salem, uh, Oregon, which is just a little bit south of, of Portland, kind of at southwest of, of Portland, where I'm at. Uh, and they didn't have it nearly as bad, um, as, as we did. Uh, but as, I mean, it was in, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the thickest fog you could possibly imagine, but it's not fog. It's smoke. You step outside and it smelled like, I mean, it it smelled like, like not even a campfire, like worse than a campfire. It was like that for about like a week. Uh, and so my office I mean, like I would come in here. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't like reek of, of smoke or anything because I doused yeah. it with uh, Febreze. But I, you could just tell the air quality in this room. I was like, I got like a headache after being in here. Like coming, yeah. like, I, can't, I, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. So fortunately, right. it rained the past two days, so it's 
everything's everything's way better. But I mean, it was awful outside. I tried sending you pictures. I posted some pictures on on the Facebook group. And people were like, "Oh my god, this is inc- this is crazy!" Like, yeah, it was it was it was like the doom of Valyria. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I bet it was. I bet it was. Well, I mean, I was with my buddy Lane this weekend, and we kind of joked. But it was blue, clear blue skies. I said, "Should we like remind Sir Matt what it looks like? Should I send him a picture of the blue skies?" Because like it was, it was kind of crazy. And then you were trying to capture a picture of it or whatever. And uh, again, it was making national news, right? You tried to capture a picture. Like it just wasn't doing it justice. And at one point right. I was joking with Lane. I was just like, what is he, what is he crying about? I mean, look at these, this is I know. a little well, fog, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> It just didn't work, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I know. Yeah, it, it was, was bad, man. It, it was really bad. It was, it was really, it was well, really bad. It was Your crazy. air filter was just completely oh, shot God. in days, <laughs> it, you know? I, yeah, so, so yeah, so we took a, um, like a box, we had a couple of box fans and I put uh, air filters over, or like furnace filters over them, yeah. right? So it's it's sucking in, you know, the air in the back and then and pushing back out. I mean, within three days, the thing was almost black. It's like, yes, yeah, bad, really, it's bad. really yeah. bad, really, really bad. So um, fortunately, I wasn't anywhere really cl- um, close to the fires. Uh, those were definitely uh, a way away. Um, but I mean, it just decimated, and it's and it, and they're still going on. So they're still totally going on, and it's not just Oregon that got hit. I mean, obviously Washington. Yeah. Uh, and 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 California, um, California as well, because Lady Sarah was on, and she and she was like she's like down San Diego, Southern California, yeah. yeah, San Diego area, and she was saying that, oh yeah, they're you can smell them down here and stuff like that too. So really bad. Yeah, so. that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I'm glad it's better. Yes, we we definitely took that week off. We did do like a light kind of Zoom hangout with our with our bannermen and our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're back at it this week, man. Uh, so. Yeah, this is good. Uh, for me, let's see, major updates. Uh, I do want to. We're going to plug some of our projects later on. This was actually the weekend before Bilbo Baggins' birthday coming up on the 22nd. So I was back in the Shire this weekend, as I alluded to there just uh, moments ago. And so that was fun. I spent the weekend just kind of, I mean, it, the temperature is dropping. I told you it is freezing right now in my in my apartment. And it's freezing. It's not freezing outside. But you know what? It first starts to change. You know, I was just 80 degrees the other day, and now it's mm-hmm. like 60. And it's like, what? And, you know, and I love it, by the way. I love it. I love when the weather gets like this. So that's what's been up with me. Um, school is getting very busy, so I'm just back in it. Like, if you don't hear from me, if I can't reply to a message or an email uh, quick enough, don't worry. I'm going, I'm going to get there. Honestly, sometimes I go through a string of three to four days where legitimately I have so much work to do, whether it be podcasting or actual schoolwork or mowing the lawn uh even though we're getting into fall like i got a lot of stuff um to kind of get caught up on but it's great i love this type of busy though it's a good type you know what i mean it feels mm-hmm. it feels good you constantly have something to do and uh sports are good. back thank god yeah uh, hey football you know big Ten's coming back the big 10 is the big 10 big 10 is is coming back so the kings of the you know the of the of the big 10 the <laughs> ohio state university about to you know go wreck uh, some of these other some of these other schools yeah. i'm excited nba playoffs are on there's one king i follow okay and wow. his name is lebron james all right wow. the king, king james okay yeah king james <laughs> let's let's so he's he's playing later today uh, excited, excited for that. Uh, as and I were hanging, we were talking fantasy football, right? Just sitting there checking, checking, checking the points, freaking out. So feels yeah. good. I, I do feel like, you know, now that school, school is kind of getting going, I feel like, you know, all this, I mean, definitely don't, there's still COVID out there. Definitely, definitely still protect yourself. But I do feel like we are starting to return to some sort of 
normalcy a little bit you know with with everything yeah. going on i also kind of feel like it's a weird like almost like a rush to kind of get some stuff in before like flu season hits and stuff so All right. i don't know i mean i'm just sort of like t- well, taking, literally I, 2020 i'm taking it just day by day you know right i i will say that i uh i did just see i mean it was like a yahoo news article you know just and so i i was kind of reading it not that you know you shouldn't take flu ser- season serious or anything like that but they said that actually this flu season may be one of the best flu seasons we've had because now everyone is wearing masks and like use everyone's yeah. using hand sanitizer so that actually our flu season may not be as bad this year yeah, yeah. because everyone is is over protecting because of covid so yeah well that would also be great i mean that would be yeah yeah that would be awesome well and the thing is dude i i've totally being a teacher and working at a, at a high school where uh, it is no joke. The hallways are packed like you would not believe. We are on top of each other. I mean, everyone. Isn't, isn't that not how it's supposed to be? It's Dude, that's right. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, right now it's not like that. I mean, I mean, like typically that's how it is. So what I'm right. saying is that we have learned by going to this different model that like there's some things that we're doing right now that we're like, why are we? We would never go back. It's we're way cleaner. Exactly. We're way yeah. more, um, you know, the, the like everything is like the one way hallways. They make sense once the kids figure it out. Uh, there's less messing around in the hallways. Kids literally are like, no, I have to go this way. And I'm, I, I'm going to go. It just, we changed the path of our school and it's, it's pretty cool. Well, so I think there's stuff yeah. to be learned from all this and we'll, we'll probably keep some of these practices as we move forward. Yeah, there is, there, there's a lot of interesting, there's a lot of stuff going on with it that I think that this year has taught us that will, uh, be like interesting. It'll just become normal normal things. I think there's a lot of businesses that are like, why do we have a building when we can just do all this stuff over Zoom? Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, save I think, some I money that, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Then more people can work from home, which I think would be cool in the first place. I'd love to, I would love to work from home just uh, yeah. so, um, yeah. so like that's kind of cool. And then, um, uh, like education, you know, there's going to be, there's yeah. going to be changes. I, yeah. I, I've, I've been seeing that they've been saying that snow days may not ever happen anymore because no, right now that's that, a big, ju- I don't, I think they're being, I think legitimately that is a thing. I mean, yeah, the, they joked that the new snow day would be like, um, power outage. You know what I mean? So right. like, <laughs> right. Because what do you, I mean, now that it's like, everyone's at home doing learning, why should we, do have have snow days which on one hand is sucks because that was something that we looked forward to and it, it was great but at the same time some schools you end up having to you get all these snow days and then the next thing you know you've got to make up days make so, up time you know, yeah yeah which yeah. nobody which 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 you know no, nobody likes so right. so yeah we'll see we'll 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 certainly see how everything how everything goes who knows who knows what Let's just hope 2021 is better it's all i can it's all i, can I know say, you know, I know. It's all i can Oh, like I can say so. All right. Well, uh, happy name day to to Gur. Okay, mm-hmm. it is Gur's name day. He hasn't really said anything new about Game of Thrones. There's no nothing really new on that front, but just happy name day uh, to him. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, he's enjoying it. Uh, maybe he took a slight little break uh, just to have a bit of cake or something. Uh, maybe some some wine who knows and then hopefully he'll quickly get back into the writing uh that's cool though that's awesome yeah um all right cool so yeah no no real news there we do have some kind of like uh show or i'm sorry you know our show specific uh news we want to talk about uh currently you know the great thing and i gotta give a shout out here to lady raj um who my squire my former squire 
okay, who I have done some YouTube videos. We have a YouTube video coming out here uh, very soon on Lem, Lemon Cloak, uh, kind of just looking at the uh, uncloaked, you know, him kind of unmasked type of theory uh, that was put forward a while back by Lady Gwyn on Radio Westeros, so we kind of looked into that. But getting to know Lady Raj as my squire and kind of uh, having her on the show here and then doing some YouTube stuff, that's sort of the whole point of what that tier and creating it. So I'm really glad that I, I had that experience. And I'm going to continue to do some, just when I have time, some uh, YouTube videos with Lady Raj. We have a couple Bannermen too that as we get to know them in the Zoom chat, you know, once you get to know these people and like Sir Ryan, Sir Ryan always blows me away. I think he's someone who someone, like sits, yeah. listens. When we talk about, you know, these thoughts and our theories in in this series, he has really good thoughts and he'll always bring up these points. Like it's like he's listening to what everyone else is saying and then he sees the point that maybe is missing or that we're that we're uh, forgetting. And then, boom, he points that out to us. And it's, it's great. And it adds to the conversation and it elevates the conversation. So as as Sir Matt and I get to know more of you guys in that way, uh, it just makes for more YouTube content. You guys can push your social medias. It's awesome. So we are right now still looking for uh, a squire each. Uh, Sir Matt's looking for a squire. I'm looking for a squire. And again, a part of that is working in on the Maester study, working in on some of the Ravens, being a part of the YouTube, and getting a chance to kind of you know put yourself out there into uh, this this fandom, which is which is still growing, and there's still a lot of exciting things to come. I and mean, we're still speculating about Winds of Winter, and we will for another year plus, possibly until. Although, did you hear there is someone, gosh, I don't know who this was, in about a month or so, someone is predicting that there's going to be a, that next year we're going to get, that maybe this year we're going to get like a, a potential release date or something. And wow. I was like, that'd, I, that'd be wild. That would be wild. I don't know that that's going to happen. They say, all I, want for the year's over. all I want for Christmas is Winds of Winter to be finished. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, supporting supporting us th- uh, through that way, it's a great reward. One that you can, you can kind of um, then learn a little bit about podcasting and and you know content creation and stuff. And if you already are a content creator or podcaster, it's pretty easy. Uh, it's a pretty easy gig uh, for you to hop in there as Squire and just kind of run through some content with us. So that is a perk and a reward available to you over on Patreon. So be sure to check that out. Now uh, I think we decided October third. Sir Matt, mm-hmm. uh, is that correct? Saturday, October yeah. 3rd? yeah, Saturday, October 3rd, 3 p.m. West Coast time, 6 p.m. Eastern time, a bunch of other times, depending on what time zone you're in, uh, will be our next Patreon Zoom hangout. Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And this one's going to be specific. Uh, we're, well, we're going to start off uh, very sober. I want everyone to understand this. <laughs> I want my bannerman to show up and uh, bring with you, with you thoughts, a character someone you want to kind of speculate on their their arc, their story into Winds of Winter. So basically, Winds of Winter theories or predictions based upon a character that you like. We'll probably have some people who pick this pick similar or the same characters. And if no one brings anything, Sir Matt and I have uh, tons to discuss with you guys. Uh, it's mm-hmm. part of our musings. We, we do these big, um, basically, batches of musings where we just kind of drop them all on Patreon. It's at the $15 tier for our Sworn Swords. Uh, who we're going to shout out later in the show. Uh, super, super happy to have their support. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be that Saturday. We'll start off discussing our Winds of Winter theories and predictions. And then from there, uh, we can, you know, bring your beverage. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. So, yes. 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 Yeah. Ab- absolutely. All right. As uh, any any other news? Any other thing you want to say um, before we move on over to our some of our master study and stuff like yeah, that? Well, the only thing, couple because there's a couple updates. Yeah, I guess uh, get, if you get a chance, go check out our YouTube channel, and you will see. Uh, I've got I, I rearranged my backdrop here. It's still a little cluttered. I got to fi- I got to figure it all out. But I've got a few uh, cool knickknacks on here. I'm actually getting a. I'm going. I've been. Oh gosh, I've been now that I've been going back to Barnes and Noble, and I've been going back to Half Price Bookstore with a mask, socially distanced. Okay. But I go in there and, you know, when you haven't had like time to just go buy, buy your things or go get mm. your Funko Pop or whatever. Yeah, I, I made some pretty big purchases. So they're not even on the shelf right now. And I'm excited for but those. But they will be. They will be very soon. And it's it's all Game of Thrones uh, related. So um, I'm stoked about that. But yeah, check that out. The YouTube, um, the podcast, by the way, the video version of it is available for patrons. We post that on YouTube. And then we link it over to Patreon. And then we have a bunch of YouTube content that we are pushing out there as well. And some more of our standalone stuff will be done with our patrons. So if you are one of our bannermen, you're in those Zoom chats, or you're a squire, um, again, we're going to be doing some one-on-one stuff with you guys. And I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Sir Sir Jimmy is uh, someone who I've kind of queued up for us to talk to very, very soon. He has a great YouTube channel and is an awesome content creator as well. So... Yeah, there's that. And then, guys, I, I'll say this. You know, I often, in the morning, I'm listening to a podcast, and I drive. Uh, I drive through Starbucks. I get my Starbucks coffee. I tip them 50 cents or, or, or a dollar or what have you. And I'm just saying, throw your hedge night. What's, what's the phrase? Th- throw your hedge night a coin or whatever. Toss, right? was, yeah, toss, your, toss a coin to your witcher. Yeah. What's the variation of that for, for Game of Thrones? I mean, my God, you know? Um, but my point is, is that if you guys... Even at the one dollar tier, or or even the um, you know one or five dollar tier, whatever whatever it is, if you think about it and you wouldn't mind supporting old Sir Matt and Sir Ezra, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, it is it is turning into it's, quite it's a, a production. Help. There's yeah yeah. It, yeah, and we have a lot uh, hours and hours and hours that that go into this. And so um, you know if you're enjoying the content and you really like it, giving a review, uh, helping out on Patreon is huge. Sending the Ravens gives us more content as well. That's another free way to do that but again you guys would not i think i think some people think like well even if i gave the guys a dollar does that really matter yes yes it does yeah actually it, does. it is it's, it is huge. a huge help <laughs> it's, it's and huge. uh it's, it's huge and we will list you in the credits of all yeah. of our youtube videos because it's huge to us so that's pretty much it for me okay all right with that let's move on over to our maester study uh nothing necessarily huge today but we're gonna yeah i I just kind of want to we're gonna spotlight some of the characters that are kind of met referenced in this um uh, to me the the character i was first thinking of is is ale belly right uh you know he's a character he's only in a clash of kings he only shows up in four chapters but it is kind of cool you know that we get introduced to some of these characters uh, and you just see him for a little bit, and then you know they they he dies. He he ultimately ends up dying mm-hmm. when um he's a, he's a guard. He's just he's kind of a, a plump guard at, at Winterfell, right? Uh, he stays at Winterfell after Lord Eddard Stark and Rob leave. Um, he's still a member of the guards when Bran and Rickon are the only representatives of House Stark within the castle. Uh, Jojen tells him, and we're going to talk about this today, that Bran uh, that he has uh, seen deaths in a dream of several people, including Micken. Septon Shale and Alebelly in a green dream. And then, of course, he is killed when the Ironborn capture Winterfell. 
Um, you know, he's on, he's on the gate that's assaulted and is the first casualty. But you know, he's he's just a, it's just some of these characters, and it's within world building that that Gur introduces. Um, and you, you see them, and then and then they're gone. But it's just kind of cool because sometimes it's just sometimes like we see this with Arya a lot, right? Where she just calls him like the farmer's daughter, or you know, the villain or whatever. Because when Arya is running around the Riverlands, and they don't they don't get named; they're just these unnamed characters. So it is kind it is kind of cool that we just get somebody who gets a you know ale belly, right? I mean, there's right, a character yeah. you know yeah. that you just you never talk about, you never think about. Oh yeah, he's just there, and then and then he's gone. Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting about this? So one of the themes in this chapter is whether or not once a green seer uh, or someone who has green sight, right, has a green dream, um, can that be altered or changed or is it set in stone? Is it going to happen? Because what Bran immediately tries to do, and this is just to kind of bounce around here. So you have Ale Belly, who, as you say, you, you described him. He's a guard. Awesome dude. Big old belly full of ale. Scalix to drink. Um, Micken is also mentioned. And we heard about Micken uh, being being our blacksmith at Winterfell. He's, he's there in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, he makes the sword needle. Got Micken's mark and so on. So he's a pretty big deal. Um, <clears throat> we see later on he's someone else who 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 will die. And uh, Jojen kind of tells Bran about this. He's, he's warning him. He has foreseen the death of Micken in his green dreams. Um but Micken laughs it off when Bran tells him, all right? You also have a character. You have uh, Septon Shale, right, who mm-hmm. is right there, a Septon of the Faith of the Seven. He's a guardian of Winterfell's uh, Sept and is, you know, which which is kind of neat. I always forget that there is a Sept there and that, like, because of uh, Catelyn Tully, Catelyn Stark, that uh, we, we put that there. and It's just kind of neat. Um, but... <laughs> he later is thrown uh, or sacrificed to the drowned god. And it's a part of this whole vision that um, that Jojen has and shares with, with Bran. And so, now, w- one of the things that comes up, and I'm just going to jump right to this, is, is J- can Jump right you, to it. Yeah, can you change these things? Can you change this this green dream? So, it's, it's odd. Jojen says, basically tells him that you can't change it, right? Um... I actually think that by Jojen saying that he affected uh, the the energy level of Bran or or maybe his determination in the pursuit of changing that. Okay, we we find out later that Bran can do quite a few things that people, you know, would say are Didn't impossible. Yeah, that he that he, you know what I mean. Like even uh, Blood Raven, uh, the the you know <laughs> the three eyed crow, uh, we learn like thinks there are things you can't do and then according to the show and what looks like it's going to be the same in the book Bran is doing stuff and messing with stuff that he shouldn't be able to mess with so anyways Alebelly was going to go fight was actually going to go be a part of this um was either going to try to help out with uh, the raiders you know again uh w- whether it's the ironborn raiders or the Manderleys are fighting house bolton over the Hornwood territory because of what happened to Lady Hornwood. And we'll get into Reek here in a second. But, like, at Bran's kind of urging, he's trying to say, let's keep Alebelly here. I don't want him to go. He'll get he'll get killed. We're trying to... St- Maybe if he would have gone, he wouldn't have been killed, right? Because, mm-hmm. because he stays and he's actually there at Winterfell that he dies, uh, that he's drowned with everyone else because we're talking about the Ironborn. So, um... I do think you could. I don't know. It's Jojen is telling them 
flat out, these things cannot be changed. Why is Jojen saying that? Uh, why don't we try? What is it then, if you're given a green dream, what's the point? You know? It, what, so it, it can't change. How then does it, how then is it useful to you, Sir Matt? Like, if you see something, it's set in stone. Uh, maybe you can like you you see a portion right of of like Jojen sees his destiny, his fate. He knows I can't change that. But does does he know? He doesn't maybe know like like what effect he can have on this world or this life. Like Bran, he's guiding him to the right. Three Eyed Crow. That's maybe his purpose. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Like, like, what's the point of you getting the dream if you can't do anything about it other than maybe you're, you're warning other people? I mean, if Jojen does nothing, it, things still go as, as scheduled, right? I mean, yes. why, why even tell yeah. them? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with green dreams is that they're so often metaphors, right? Like, they're so often, you yeah. know, like they're, 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 not, they're not outright blatant, like, hey you're going to get stabbed in the chest. Right. Um, you know, like it's, it's, it's usually, they're usually pretty kind of blurry. Uh, I mean, and, and they're, they're not, they're not like specific. Right. So when Darren has a dream of, uh, Sir Dunk killing a dragon, he, he, you know, he, he does, his dream is Dunk killing an actual dragon, uh, not, you know, and he's thinking, Oh, you know, like, you know, maybe something to do with Targaryens or something, but, we don't know that, oh, it's going to cause that it was actually going to be Baylor Breakspear that died because of it. It's not, it's not, you know, that specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you have to kind of then interpret them. Um, one actually, which you and I, I kind of talked to, we'll get to this when we get to the Danny chapter. And I think is something I, I, I've actually, I've actually started to think more and more about, um, you know, when Danny, uh, I don't know whether she has a green dream. She certainly has a vision in the house of the uh, undying. Um, and you know, she sees, you know, the, the chair, the, and the like oh, yeah. potential snow falling and stuff like that. Right, right. And I was actually, and I actually, I posed a question to you and we, we were going to do like either a YouTube video, Patreon or, or something on it, um, of was Pyatt Pre actually a good guy? Was he, yeah. did he, did he see this and be like, Hey, you know, we need to, we need to set, shut this down and get, get those dragons <laughs> away from her. We got to shut this um, down, man. And yeah. Yeah. whether that, that could be a green dream and we just don't think of it like that because we don't, you know, our green dreams exclusive to people in Westeros and not people in, well, in, uh, right. in, 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 in Essos. So and there's something and, there, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, and, and are the terms, you know, like green site, green dreams, whatever. I mean, wargs have, it's, it's even listed in the wiki, right? Being very similar uh, mm-hmm. in ability, but we don't call it the same thing. You know what I mean? So right. is it just terminology? Is it all still connected in the same sort of like, you know, power? Exactly. And well, and, yeah. you know, resurrection, you know, like think of the idea of, 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 of resurrection um, and the idea of bringing people back to life and the idea, uh, I mean, there's, we've talked about this before. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. Uh, you know, um, I mean, the, the others have some way of bringing life back to people. Um, the uh, red priestess, they have some way of bringing people back, uh, you know, of, of, of back from, from the dead. Uh, and then the ironborn, right? I mean, they're just kind of, we think more so that they're just kind of doing like CPR, but in their minds and their world, Hey, they, the drowned God is the one that brings you, 
brings you back to life. So there are a lot of different ways of of kind of preserving life and, and doing stuff, and it's called different things. Uh, we know, you know, Azora High, the last hero, may all be the, the prince who's promised and all that stuff, may be the same person, just a different name for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, this is going to be a little bit unorthodox in our in our in our the way we structure this, but I want to do something. So since we're still talking about Ale Belly, Micken, and Septon Shale, I want to actually just read real quickly the dream here because I, I kind of want this all to be. Go ahead. I mean, because it's all because this yeah. this chapter is all embedded in, in in these characters that we're talking about. Right. So so here we go. Um, this is uh, Jojen's kind of talking about. You know, the green dreams take strange shapes sometimes. The truth of them is not always easy to understand. Uh, Tell me the bad thing you dreamed, Bran said, the bad thing that is coming to Winterfell. Does my Lord Prince believe me now? Will he trust my words, no matter how queer they sound in his ears? Bran nodded. It is the sea that comes. The sea? I dreamed that the sea was lapping around Winterfell. I saw black waves crashing against the gates and towers, and then the salt water came flowing over the walls and filled the castle. Drowned men were floating in the yard. When I first when I first dreamed the dream back at Greywater, I didn't know their faces, but now I do. That ale belly is one, the guard who called our names at the feast, your septon's another, your smith as well. So, okay. Like, you know how you've said, and we were talking about the ghost of High Heart in, in a previous um, podcast uh, mm-hmm. episode, you had talked about there being layers and that what Jojen tells us here, we can see a few chapters later. We can we understand some of the symbolism. We understand that it's not actually, you know, the actual water, but it is drowned men, and and that they worship the drowned god, and that uh, the Greyjoys represent that water coming over the walls of Winterfell and and kind of taking over, and then uh, drowning, killing these these individuals. So it's not very. It's not like. I mean, you know, Jojen's pretty sure that those are the three that he saw. Their faces were clear in his mind as as dead. Now everything else is sort of... So, so I guess the green dream can be a warning in some way to everyone else. Maybe everyone else... Like, he didn't see everyone else, right? So could others get... A, could, could Maester Lewin get away? Could Old Nan get away? Bran and everyone else. So there are, I guess, there's a purpose in it and in that. But it s- seems like inside... There are certain um, certain things that are inevitable, are, are that that are inevitable, and like you can see those. Jojen can see that these people will be drowned and they will be killed. Um, he doesn't even have really a good timeline as to when that's going to take place, you know? Right. Um, so that's interesting. Now we talked about things in layers, and you just kind of wonder. I don't think it's going to happen, right? But if there ever was, and I go to, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference him again. LML who has this great thought and theory about meteor striking and flooding happening, um, the flooding of the Arm of Dorne, the flooding of the Neck, Grey Water Watch, swamps and stuff like that. You kind of wonder, like, in the second, in this next book, Winds of Winter, or even the book beyond that, could there be a strike like that? Could there be some, like, some, you know, meteor that comes and actually hits the wall? Or, and if that happens, are we? Is it not melting then? And is there not water then? You know, rushing, or is there? You know, what I'm saying. So, when right. I, I thought of your ghost of of high heart conversation, where you said um, we talked about the little bells being the saddest sound of all, and that was a jingle bell. Everyone say, well, a few chapters later, we get jingle bell, right? And that's 
That's what we were talking about. That was the saddest sound at the Red Wedding was Jingle Bell dying. Bull-loney. Bull-loney. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, wh- yeah, what's to say? With, that's the thing. With a lot of these prophecies and stuff, what's to say? Because, right, you know, the, the prophecy in, well, we might as well just dive into some of the chapter because we're, we're kind of we're, we're kind of already there. So, you know, he he says, well, I had a dream and it's it's you and Rickon and your faces are sliced off by this reek, reek who, who shows up in, in this chapter. The original, well, there may have been reeks before him, but the yeah. our original reek, not not Theon. Or mm-hmm. Ramsey pretending to be him late, you know, later, or whatever. Yes. Um, the original guy who I think you uh, his uh, his believed name is Hake, H E K H E K E is what mm-hmm. they believe his real name. Yes. To be. Um, <clears throat> anywho, is so that is so that he will have killed Bran and Rickon. Well, that could still happen. Reek or or Ramsey, right? Or or mm-hmm. or Theon, for all we know, could actually still kill. Bran and 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 Rickon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because what, what's to say that that doesn't happen? We we know we in the show we see Rickon die, right? Right. We see him get shot. Battle of the Bastards. Something like that could still th- could still technically happen. So I mean, what's you know what's to say? I mean, that's the thing with a lot of these prophecies is I don't know that we should get so held up in the idea that he says he prophesies something and then two to three chapters later it happens. Um, because by the time when we ever finish this series, we're going to say, wow, okay, no, actually they were referring to that. We just haven't gotten there yet. Well, or that, that it applies to multiple things, you Mm -hmm. know, that inside of that green dream, it's hard to interpret. It's, it's hard to see all the truths. It's like, is it, is that dream only talking about, you know, Theon Invade, taking over Winterfell and, and killing Micken, Septon Shale, you know, and so on, Ale Belly, and so on. Uh, yeah, it is about that. But could it also be about something that has yet to happen? You know what I mean? I, maybe. Now, maybe not with Jojen, but like, like when you brought up the whole Ghost of High Heart situation and that like, yes, the Ghost of High Heart was telling us about the future and giving us news and telling us what was going to happen at the Red Wedding. But, but... The ghost of High Heart also told us about the bells being mm-hmm. the saddest sound. And so there was a layer. It was a, it was a connection to way far at the end of the series. But you get the immediate, like, all of a sudden you start to believe because not too long has gone by in the series. And you say, all right, ghost of High Heart says something. A couple chapters later, we see what happens and we're like, holy smokes. That almost is right. a too so obvious, too direct connection. Right. So, so let's say this. So... Let's just say, for sake of argument, that the books end the same way the show does. Okay. Now, when you see the House of Undying with Danny, and you see the the vision, right? We see Kings, we see Kings Landing, and it's all burned down. Did you at all think that that at that moment, way before we ever knew what happened in season eight? And again, this is just for sake of argument, yeah. hypothetical. And it, let's just say the same thing happens in the books, right? Um, did you at all think that it would be Danny who burned it down in like a fit of anger? Did I think it? No. Yeah. No. I think no. we all thought, oh, it's snowing because the White Walkers took over. Yes. Right? Yeah. Not, oh, that's Ash from the city that Danny just decimated right. with her dragon. No, right. not at all. So, yeah. you know, you just got we gotta be you just gotta be careful when you're thinking about these prophecies and what's gonna happen and 
and what it all what all causes them. Well, and, and that's why I'm saying, and, and people can say this is crackpot, this is whatever. But when Jojen says that he actually sees the sea, you know, lapping and coming up like onto the walls of of Winterfell. Like if you, if anyone does follow the dragon, okay, LML and Quinn's ideas, who are they're good dudes. And uh, I've been I've loved, I've loved their series, their Winds of Winter predictions series. You should definitely go check it out. Um, to to go along with what they say and one of their one of his driving theories, like if the wall does come down because it's been struck by a fiery burning, you know, burning burnt like a huge asteroid or, or whatever, and that is what he believes in moon meteors. That's what this guy believes in. He has, I mean, hundreds of thousands of views. Tons of people believe and support and, and look at his symbolism and stuff. So if that happens, Sir Matt, and that strikes there and that wall of ice melts and completely melts down, there would be a bunch of water. You could even see if it struck into the narrow sea, how water could rush up from White Harbor and almost reach Winterfell. And so I only bring, I think that's crazy. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm not truly sold on all of that, but I find it fascinating and i've been challenging myself and everyone else to go back and look at all of these green dreams and look for another layer look for something that like we thought was symbolic but actually turns out to be something very real like he actually did see water rushing up against the walls of winterfell now that's nuts and i only, and the the only reason i started to think like that was because of the ghost of high heart uh, and the saddest sound was the little bells so, you know, I don't yeah. know, man. I think it's no. crazy. And then the, also the idea that Jojen just, I got a challenge. I mean, Mira is even challenging him on, like, can you change some of these things? Can they be changed? And I go, why is Jojen the expert on this? Why is he the, this young boy, he's the expert and these things can't be changed. And he's seeing things more clearly than like Melisandre does in her flames. What? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, here, let me just. I'll just. I'll just read uh, here, kind of from the from the summary. So at the very end of the chapter, what we're talking about when Bran meets with the Reeds later that night. You know, there's been a lot of the other stuff that kind of happens in this is just kind of like positioning. Um, yeah. In 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 this chapter, uh, and we, we can come back to that too. But um, it says when Bran meets the Reeds later that night, Mira agrees that it should be it should be possible to change prophecies. So Mira is saying, "Hey, I think it is possible to yeah. change." prophecies um which is interesting in itself because we know that mira later gives us the story about uh the chronic man who she never calls her dad uh and, and it tells all about the stuff that sets off the entire events of, of game of thrones so or song of mm -hmm. ice fire yeah mira gets angry when her brother disagrees claiming that what he sees always comes true then mira states that alebelly and bran should both fight to avoid their fates Bran asks if he drowns also, and Jojen reveals another dream of his in which Bran and Rickon lay dead at Reek's feet. Reek is, is, is found here earlier by Sir Roderick Cressel, right? They, they find him. Um, and he was, as he was skinning off their faces with long red, with the long red blade, Mira states that she should go down to the dungeons and kill Reek now, but Jojen tells her uh, she will not succeed. First, the jailers would stop her, and they will never believe. Uh, they'll never, they'll never believe her. Uh, even if Bran went to Greywater Watch, he could not avoid his fate. The green dreams do not 
lie. Well, they do lie because it's not Brandon Ricken. Yeah, it's misinterpretation, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, it, right. it's it it it, air qu- it is in that like they represent they're they're put forward as Brandon Rick and the Miller's right. sons. Assume um, assuming that that is the truth, and it's not something that happens later, later, later. Right, right, and and even and even it could be that there are you know some these are also just events you know, and mm-hmm. we're taking an event that actually that we actually see and it does happen, and we're saying, well, shoot, Jojen was right about that. Well. I mean, just because it does match doesn't mean it was the corresponding, you know, thing. It was, or it was sort of the manifestation of his, of his green dream. Um, right. We're saying that, and that is exactly what George is lulling us into, which is fine, because then we believe in this magic, we believe in this ability, and we're in, we're locked in, we're paying attention to Jojen. But I'll, let me point this out to you real quick here. So, um, let's see. So, yeah, as you said, Mir was getting kind of upset. Uh, Bran was getting heartened by that. He felt good that maybe they won't drown uh, if they stay away from the sea. All right. Um, Mira thought Mira thought so too. Later that night, when she and Jojen met Bran in his room to play a three-sided game of tiles, but her brother shook his head. The things I see in green dreams can't be changed. Okay, can't be changed. He sees them. They can't be changed. That made his sister angry. Why would the gods send a warning if we can't heed it and change what's to come? Jojen says, I don't know. Let me just... Jojen, who knows that... Who, I mean, you know, I don't know. And I get it's also a lot like Darren who did say that, like, no, the reason he's in his cup so much in the Hedge Knight, you know, Dunkin' Egg series is because... He has dreams, and then he literally sees them come true. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, what he's right. seeing is actually happening. And so, Jojen very much so believes, like, no, I've seen this before. Like, I've had these dreams, and I know they're going to come true, and that's just that. And the more that happens, the more the the the, the dreams that Jojen had at Greywater and the dreams he had of his death. Like he he's I think you know he's seen. But the, you know, the other thing dies. I think is bad is how, well, how many dreams does he have that doesn't come true? I mean, right? We, you know, yeah. it's 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 like we dream every night. I mean, mm-hmm. we we experience this, right? Like as as human as humans, we experience this, right? You Matt know, is you, a green seer. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> you do. Sometimes you have a dream, and then sometimes it happens, right? You know, premonition, deja vu, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it, right, or whatever. Yeah. Where you're like, hold on a sec, you know, and have you ever had that where you're like, something Heck happens? Yes, and I have. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm strong you know, but, in the ways of the force. Yeah, but not every dream that you have is something that's at all feasible to come to come true. Yeah, no, I I, I totally get. Yeah, so what are the other? Does he only? So he does. And actually, at one point, he does say that he has other dreams, but that the dreams he pays attention to are the green ones. But you're right. Like, right? How do we know? How do we know exactly. that he's only? Yeah. What were the other dreams? Uh, See, it's like what Bran does is like totally different. Where Bran in the Weirwoods is like, okay, Bran's like seeing into the past and like the, you know, and it's just all the, all these different, um, all these different uh, things, you know, he's seeing yeah. all these different moments in time. And, and yeah, let's, let's go, let's take like this. That's to- way different. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. So as we were saying, Jojen, when he has the dream about the waters coming up to Winterfell and, and, and the salt water flowing over and men drowning and stuff, a few chapters later, we're going to see that actually come true. We don't actually, and that was more 
like there's a lot of like uh, symbolism, other things, objects, whatever, standing for other things and people and the Greyjoys and what have you. Now, in this one, um, you know, he says, I don't know. And uh, let's move on here. So if you were Alebelly, you'd probably jump into the well to have done with it. He should fight and Bran should too. Me, Bran said, suddenly afraid. What should I fight? Am I going to drown too? Mary, uh, Mira looked at him guiltily. I shouldn't have said. He could tell that she was hiding something. Did you see me in the green dream? He asked Jojen nervously. Was I drowned? Not drowned, Jojen spoke as if, as if every word pained him. I dreamed of the man who came today, the one, you, the one they call Reek. You and your brother lay dead at his feet, and he was skinning your faces off with a long red blade. Now, hold, see, now we don't get all the details yeah. there. Did you actually see Bran and Rickon's face, or was it just that someone who looked like them? You know, because that's the whole... Also, right, also the thing is, why, you know, you'd never had dreams of Reek until he showed up. See, that's the difference. See, Darren, right, Darren Targaryen in, in A Hedge Knight, dreams of Dunk well before he ever knows who he is. He, he's dreaming of Dunk, Sir Duncan the Tall, uh, and then Dunk shows up, and that's why he's so freaked out. He's like, he's like, you, you, you know, you, you're the, you're the one in my dreams. Whereas yeah. here, Reek shows up, and then he dreams of him. So never before had he dreamed of a of somebody who looked like this guy who just showed up that they captured and is obviously a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly he sees him and he has a dream of him and he thinks he's dangerous. Yeah, see, that is weird. So it's not like I was actually in, like the way I because the previous dream, he said that he didn't know he had dreamed at Greywater Watch about a- a- Alebelly, Micken and Septon Shale. And he didn't know their faces until he came and he saw them. And that's why Mira kind of knew some of this. So I do wonder it, the way it reads is, as you say, I dreamed. So I dreamed of the man who came today. One, the one they call Reek. You and your brother. Yeah. So it doesn't actually say whether did he dream of him last night? Or did, and, he, and he only told Mira just recently, or did he also dream of Reek at Greywater Watch? It doesn't actually say that. It's if you're getting really, really, really technical, right? Um, you're, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm more so just think like, okay, he seemed to be, like he seemed to know, as a matter of fact, that Septon Shale, Micken, and Alebelly were going to die and be drowned and that there was nothing you could do to to like don't waste your effort brand don't try to change things for them why are you even talking to brand who is going to go to the the three-eyed crow um if you're going to say to mira because mira is saying well, well brand should should fight should should fight back uh as well i mean if he's going to be you know if his face is going to be skinned by by reek um you know so anyways i don't know i just I just like to question Jojen. You know, I don't know about. I do Jojen. too. I do too. I think there's something up. I think there's. I think there's something up. The, yeah, right here, is is Darren Targaryen, right? So he's he's drunk at a at an inn, and then Dunk walks in, and he freaks out and says, you know, I I I dream I dreamed I dreamed of you, um, and he says, you know, you stay away from me, you stay you stay well away, and uh, and then you know the the innkeeper comes over and says. Don't worry about him. You know he's he's buried in his in his wine, right? Um, 
so i mean so it is it is that is kind of different because he he's so he's so taken back by the fact that the guy he was dreaming of well before he ever knew him or saw him or knew anything about him just showed up see okay right here i let's just no yeah i get you yeah yeah i, I totally understand that um so just to continue on so mira says look we're, we're talking about this reek guy who just showed up who's going to possibly kill bran and rickon and she says i'll go down there and drive a spear through his belly okay i'll kill him and Jojen says, um, yeah, if I went down to the dungeon, she, this is Mira. She says, if I, went, if I went down to the dungeon, I could drive a spear right through his heart. Um, how could he murder Bran if he was dead? And then Jojen says, well, that the jailers, they'll stop you, the guards. And if you tell them why you want him dead, they'll never believe. I have guards too, Bran reminded them. Alebelly, Pox, Pox Tim, Hayhead, and the rest. Jojen's mossy eyes were full of pity. They won't be able to stop him, Bran. I couldn't see why, but I saw the end of it. I saw you and Rickon in the crypts, down in the dark with all the dead kings and their stone wolves. Now, so he's totally misinterpreted it. I mean, like, right? Like, what he... So one thing that he saw was true is that they will kill two boys. And, and the boys will be disfigured and they will be... Um, you know, in a way that, you know, Theon will bring them back and, and say that he's killed Bran and Rickon and they'll be hung up there. Maester Lewin will see the difference and know that's not truly the boys. Um, but he then sees Bran and Rickon in the crypts, you know, down in, in, in the crypts of Winterfell among the dead kings and assumes that the two boys that he saw getting their faces cut off is actually Rickon and Bran. So he's misinterpreted that to, 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 to a small degree. He's still, we still get it. We still get the idea. Um, but you, do you see how Jojen, why doesn't Jojen, you like, if he, if, like, if he sees the end of that, why, you, you, do you know what I mean? Like, why even be talking to Bran and saying like, and he's not yet, but like, he's trying to get him to open his third eye. He's trying to help him guide him here. The whole thing eventually take him to see the three eyed crow. Um, why do all, does he think this reek vision is going to happen much later does he think that's going to happen far beyond when? I don't think so. No, but it's just weird. Like, why, if he can't see, like, Mira, there's nothing you can do to change it. There's not, Reek is going to cut their faces off. And he, you know, he doesn't say two boys who look like you. Right. Uh, he, and he says, I, let me read again. His mossy eyes were full of pity. They won't be able to stop him, Bran. I, could, I couldn't see why, but I saw the end of it. I saw you and Rickon, not boys that look like them, not Miller's boys or anything like that. I saw you and Rickon in your crypts down in the dark and um, down in the dark with all the dead kings and their stone wolves. No, Bran thought, no. If I went away to Greywater or to the, or, or to the Crow, someplace far where they couldn't find me, it will not matter. The dream was green, Bran. And the green dreams do not lie. May they may not lie, Jojen, but you missing you. I mean, right? Like you're not telling us the full. Because right there, as in a first read through, you're thinking, well, okay, it's at the hands of this guy Reek that Bran and Rickon are going to die. But that's not true. Now, will it be true later? I don't know. Like, is there is there more to come uh, in Winds of Winter? Possibly. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's where there's that layers. That's why I start with that. So, uh, again, 
maybe you know we all kind of tied this like why does Jojen have that much pity in his eyes and there's nothing you can do to stop it we don't even know and then, then you get into the the character reek was this you know he says the man down in the cells right reek uh ramsey snow right will ramsey do something later on we get we see what happens in the show um Rickon is killed by by Ramsey. Is it different in the book? Does he skin his face? You know, does he do something terrible like that? You know, you know what I mean. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Where, that's where I say does does Joja know the timing of that? It doesn't seem so. like it because otherwise he wouldn't even like. And he's basically saying he's so, telling Mira you can't fight against this. So I want right. people's so, thoughts on this because I don't. I don't know. Right. So so here I, I've been I've been pulling up I've been pulling up another something else that I think could be similar to Green Dreams in that Dragon Dreams right because we yeah. I brought up Darren and so some people so there are people arguing that Dragon Dreams are totally different than Green Dreams even okay. though to me they're they're pretty similar I mean I th- I think they're probably the same thing I think people just call them different things based upon where they yeah where where they come from so uh, Danaeus the Dreamer. Right. Or mm-hmm. Danis, the, Danis, the dreamer. Right. Uh, she's a maiden. She had visions, including a powerful prophetic dream that Valyria would be destroyed. Her father had enough faith in, in her prophetic abilities to relocate his family to Dragonstone. Valyria and all the dragon lords were destroyed 12 years later. So that's I mean, that's not like close. That's way far away. That's not even like a year away or, right. or two years away. I mean, that's like way down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. you know, and then I'm, I'm looking at some of these other dreams that some of the, these, that some of the Targaryens have, um, you, you know, so, so Danny, uh, has, has dreams, right? Uh, she has, she, she has dreams. Um, one of them is, let's see here. Uh, Viserys was hitting her, hurting her. She was naked, clumsy with fear. She ran from him, but her body seemed thick and ungainly. He struck her again. She stumbled and fell. He struck her again. She stumbled and fell. You woke the dragon, he screamed as he kicked her. You woke the dragon. You woke the dragon. Her thighs were slick with blood. She closed her eyes and whimpered. As if uh, in, in answer, there was a hideous ripping sound and the crackling of some great fire. When she looked again, Viserys was gone. Great columns of flame rose all around, and in the midst of them was the dragon. It turned its great head slowly with its molten eyes found hers. She woke, uh, shaking and covered in sweat. Uh, so that's one of her, and in, 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 that's one of her dreams. Um, newly wedded, she, uh, she has a dream uh, too. She dreams of a black dragon, who we know later is is Drogon. There was only her and the dragon. Its scales were as black as night, wet and slick with blood, her blood. Danny sensed its eyes were pools of molten magma, uh, and when it opened its mouth, the flame came roaring out in a hot jet. She could hear it singing to her. She opened her arms to the fire, embraced it, let her swallow her whole, let it cleanse her uh, and temper her sour and scour her clean. She could feel her flesh sear and the black uh, blacken and slow away could feel her blood boil and turn to steam and yet there was no pain uh so that's when she's in the dothraki uh sea right that's after she's when she's having a really hard time riding you know and and stuff like that so that's so is that her saying i'm gonna embrace the flame with cal drogo and that's what causes um her to put the eggs in the prior and then you know you get you get drogon out it out of it mm-hmm. right 
Um, yeah. You know, and then on the, and then before Astapor, she has a dream where she dreams of Rhaegar riding to the Trident, but she was uh, mounted on a dragon, not a horse, where she saw the usurper's rebel host across the river. They were all armored in ice, but she bathed them in dragon fire and melted them away like dew and turned to the Trident in a torrent. Some small part of her knew that she was dreaming, but another part exulted. This is how it was meant to be. The other was a nightmare, and I have now only awakened. So, you know, I mean, some of these people have these dreams, and, you know, I think Darren, I think we look at it as, oh, well, that's a green dream, because it happens, right? Yeah. We, we know that it's, it's a metaphor. It's similar to what we see in other green dreams. Some of these Targaryen dreams, well, those are dragon dreams. Those are different. So is Darren's a dragon dream or is it a green dream? Yeah, well, I, to, to me, they've always been just like it's, they're all. They, I think I think they're all just dreams. Yeah, well, I, and I think like the power that you're using, and I've, I've been three categories: whether it's you know uh, uh, fire power, ice power, or green power, whatever you want to call it. You know, those are seemingly the, the three kind of big powers um, that that people are tapping into. Maybe there's more, but. Mm-hmm. They're just termed. I think that there's a terminology that's different because the the characteristics of of all of them are are similar. The I same. mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like like we see, you know, even when you get into fire whites and ice whites, right? Still undead, raised, operating. Right. I mean, there's well, there's slight variances and right. stuff. Well, and but, I think I think when you're when you're I think you're more likely to dream of things as as symboled by dragons when you're a Targaryen because you're dealing with dragons. And you're dealing with people who are dragons as opposed to the Starks and Jojen who are not dreaming of dragons. He says, you know, I I dream of a flood. Well, the flood is represented by the Ironborn who are also represented by water, right? I mean, so I think that's, you know, I mean, Damon. So Damon the second Blackfire, this is the mystery knight, uh, the third Duncan Egg story. Um, In the guise of John the Fiddler, right? He's Mm -hmm. kind of there kind of pretending. Talks to Duncan, saying that he recognized him on the road. Duncan had appeared to him in a dream in which Duncan wore the all-white armor of the Kingsguard. The Fiddler says his dreams always come true, and then he dreamt his brothers dead once, and also uh, a dragon hatching from an egg at White Walls, which, you know, egg, mm-hmm. you know, then is later, right. he, he, he's, he's no longer kind of hiding. Uh, he's now Aegon, right? So mm-hmm. there you go. So now he's like a dragon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live up to who I am. There's yeah. another person. There's another thing in which he flat out sees the person and he said, oh, I recognized you because I dreamt of you. So there are two Targaryens that dream of Duncan before they see him, then see him. Yeah. So it's totally possible that you do. I think it's totally possible you can see these characters in your in your dreams before you meet oh, them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what Jojen does say is that at Greywater, he right. didn't know who Micken was, but he saw right. his face. And when he showed up, he said, That's the guy from So my dream. Um, I guess my question is why didn't he dream of Reek before Reek shows up? Yeah, no, and I get that. I, I get think that. he's spitting BS. Yeah, oh prob well, <laughs> did he just dream of it? I mean, people can you can go back and look at that and some people might say, Well, maybe he did, because it's all kind of one conversation right. but i don't think i don't know it's it's you get you gotta get like you know well i gotta get word by word one more thing though one more thing so you just brought up um john the fiddler right mm-hmm. and the idea that he has those dreams and that a dragon could you know emerge or or ha- or you know uh be born there at at uh was it white walls is that right mm-hmm. yeah and so lord butterwell isn't that who, who's there what's his name mm-hmm. yep did I get that right? Wow, it's been forever yeah. since. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes, you did. Uh, yes. 
So they lay that keep low, don't they? I mean, it's it's done done in afterwards, yeah. like as, as sort of like we're gonna. That was the second Black Fire Rebellion, and they said no, scorch the freaking earth, man. Yeah. No, I don't want any be. I don't. There's this will be no rallying call for any of these Black Fires. Wouldn't it be crazy if a new dragon in a Song of Ice and Fire was near a place where where it was? Although we don't really, we're not supposed to know where it's at. That's the whole idea, right? We can't even find it. It should be just mm-hmm. like maybe old maps have it. Maybe Sam knows. It would just be kind of funny if one of our dragons, young Griff or Danny or Tyrion or people who have dragon symbolism around them came into their own a little bit more or something around that place happened. We just don't, we have two more books to go. Right. And right. I, I just think, what if, you know, what if he, he saw egg becoming a dragon but then even years later, it applied to something else. And that's my whole point is that are, are they also, it is so mixed and it could be, there could be so, there could be complexities, I think, to these dreams. And it may be that they see things far in the future or things happening the next, within the next week or so. And those same things could be within one dream, you know? So, I, I you know, you could see uh actual waters or more symbolic waters people coming over top of the walls whatever i mean it's i don't know you get what i'm saying though like i'm, I'm, I'm I it's kind of like i do 100 now i'm looking now i'm just looking here to see what kind of dreams john snow has because our john's our, our john does have some prophecy some prophetic dreams yeah at, at a couple points like when he dreams of him basically taking on the white walkers and in, in black armor of you yeah. know of ice and with a red flaming sword so is that a green dream or is that a dragon dream well and again yeah I, I, that's why i say it comes out of like terminology i don't know that they're I, I think they're all kind of starting to be one and the same it's just where where are you pulling that power from what element or or source is it is it coming from so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, because again, he, I mean, air quote, and maybe he's not, but he could be the Song of Ice and Fire. You yeah, know, the whole so. thing is, is that he could be. Is he going to be a fire white, a cold white when he's resurrected, or is it more? Is it a, a more perfect, you know, combination of the two, or is it green? Is it some green magic? You know what I mean? Like, right, I, right. I, I don't, I'm I with you. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. All right, as well. Hey, that was that was that was, was something. good. That was something. That was something. I, don't, I don't know. That was something. So. I want to get people's thoughts on it though, truly, because I am I am curious as to what people think about green dreams. What Jojen is saying there? Can you stop it? Is he wrong? Are there layers? Are there more in these? Like, why are we just saying on the like when we when you go to the wiki? Well, that's it. Jojen's dreams only applied to the events that happened a couple chapters later. We don't know. Like, if you're a good master writer, why in why in the world? wouldn't they then be like little tiny hints at stuff far later in the series? That is how George writes. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. And go look at the ghost of high heart example. It is the best one that I've, that you found that you kind of pointed out the bells mm-hmm. a little, who t- knows exactly real, yeah. real subtle. So exactly. All right. As we have a Raven today from our good buddy, Maglum, the Westward warlock, idiot savant and master of the star arcana. Let's see here. He says, greetings, my good sirs. I do hope this Raven finds you well enough out on the road. Once again, I have been practicing my scrying and foresight. This time I am focusing upon your request in a recent episode on Loris Tyrell as to what may happen with him in the winds 
of winter. Now, firstly, as far as I can discern, Book Loris's character is defined by a few key traits. First, in his skill. He is incredibly proficient with a blade, and even Jamie acknowledges that he is likely one of the few really talented members of Thomas Kingguard's, Kingsguard who deserves the position. However, he has some serious flaws as well. Firstly, he is arrogant in his interactions with Jamie. We see this noted as a flaw that Jamie tries to correct. However, Loris is young and thinks himself invincible and peerless, much like Jamie himself when he was young. His other big flaw is that he is reckless and violent. He murders several other members of the Rainbow Guard when Renly is killed and generally seems to resort to very headstrong and dangerous tactics, namely in the Siege of Dragonstone. I never saw a braver knight, Waters said, but uh, he turned what could have been a bloodless victory into a slaughter, and thousand men are dead, or near enough to make no matter. Most of them are own, and not just common men, your grace, your knights and young lords, the best and the bravest. That's from A Feast of Crows, Circe 8. We hear about Loris's own injuries, including multiple arrow wounds, a mace to the ribs, and a douse of boiling oil. Now, the last one is what I am viewing as the most significant. Loris is known for one other key trait. This is how incredibly good-looking he is. However, after being disfigured with burn scarring, he may not be so beautiful anymore. This is a pretty major defeat for Loris. Yes, he won the battle, but he suffered for it and lost a lot. It's a blow to the ego as much as... Uh, his body, though I believe this may be good for him in the long run, just as Jamie became more humble and wiser for his experiences with Catelyn, uh, Brienne, and his lost hand, so too might this uh, provide the opportunity for Loras to rise above uh, his broken pride and become a great knight he was always meant to be. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of him in the Winds of Winter either way, and I do hope we get to see some genuinely positive character growth. Also, my suggestion for the what if game, you know, uh, just something else here, a different kind of different kind of direction. What if John had genuinely betrayed the Night's Watch, stayed with Regret, and helped Mance take the wall? Truth cuts, truth cuts deepest. Maglum, the Westward Warlock. Um, yeah, so on his stuff with Loras here, Loras is, is an interesting character because it's very unlikely, um, that he dies the same way in the books that he does in the show, considering he's nowhere near King's Landing and doing all kinds of stuff that are not at all included, uh, in, 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 in the show. Um, do you think Loras is going to die here? Or do you think he continues on to do something else? Uh, I think he continues on. I, I think um, I, I, I do. I, I don't know why because, well, I do know why. I mean, it's because of the conversations that he has with Jamie and they are trying to possibly, it seems like we need to, like the Kingsguard is not what it once was. It's not like the times of Sir Arthur Dane and even times, times before uh, that. Uh, Barrison Selmy often talks about how it's been diminished and Jamie doesn't like that either, you know, uh, and he does want to correct Loris in some of his behaviors and his actions. And he is very fiery. I mean, part of what happens at Dragonstone, he is still taking out some of his vengeance. Like this is this is me killed members of the Rainbow Guard because of what happened to Renly. So this is where a lot of people look and they say, man, he really, really wanted Renly to be king. He was very close with Renly. Um, and was good friends with him or just preferred him. Now, 
so then he's he's there at Dragonstone. He takes Dragonstone, but it is a bloody, bloody battle. Um, it seems like it could have been bloodless. Although he did challenge um, the Castellan to single combat, but I think was rejected or refused. I could be wrong about that. Or maybe... Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe he refused anyways and just raided the castle and, and killed. But a lot of people are dead. And uh, it is what Cersei was kind of hoping for, which is just crazy. Jaime leaves to go um, sure up the Riverlands, and he wants Loras to take command. And it's not something that Cersei is very uh, fond of. She won't let the Red Wine fleet uh, go, go over and, and help. So Sir Loras has to go to Dragonstone and and try to take it back um and i guess you know you know does but like is is gravely wounded as uh, maglam you know pointed out so i think it does change him one of the things that maglam points out is 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 he's disfigured now um so he is no longer this beautiful you know knight uh and it's going to change him in, in some way does it make him like, I don't know, did, did he get in, like his bloodlust out? Uh, is he going to be more savage? Is he going to, how, how, how is it going to change him? It would be interesting to see him come back and to see him changed. Um, I don't know, though. Like, as you said, I don't know they, that the show knew what to do with him because he then does just go back and, and is it the, the Sept of Baylor and is, and, you he, know. right. And he's put on trial and he, he is also kind of changed in the show, right? Uh, the show does give him kind of a character makeover. They cut his hair and they draw and they cut the the symbol into his head, right? You know, they mm -hmm. cut that 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 symbol um, in, into his head, and then ultimately Cer Cersei blows up the scepter of Baylor, uh, and that's kind of the end of of Loras. I think it's more. I think it, I I don't think it's likely that he dies in the same way in the books. Um, whether Cersei does do a Septa Baylor explosion or, or you know or or not, um, uh, something to do with the faith, I guess. I don't really know. I guess I don't really know where he, he's going to go after this because I think it's unlikely he would go back and then get wrapped up in the faith storyline like he is in the show. Um, especially since all this is kind of happening, it seems like he's kind of getting his character makeover right now. Like he's coming to terms, unless he just dies here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, like maybe then you go down a, a path where Marjorie needs a champion and she can't get one because Loras is dead. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so that, so that, that's that's kind of the thing. That's kind of that's kind of his uh, his his path. I don't really, I don't honestly know what I what I would if I was Gur. I don't know what I would do with Loras at this point. I'm sure he has a plan, obviously, but um, just looking looking forward, I don't know where I would have him fit in. Yeah, the, see, I just kind of saw it as, and this is just uh, my initial thoughts here. So Jamie is he sees him and values his skill and his leadership and his ability to be a great commander, uh, very skillful in the art of war. But like he wants to correct some of his perceptions on on history and and even just like the idea of the taking on the mantle of being a member of the King's Guard. So Jamie has been changed by that. It could be one of those where we think Sir Loras is going to come back better, stronger, humbled, uh, fighting for whoever. He, he has this fiery side to him that got him uh, really bloodied up and really, I mean, I mean, fighting for his life here. He'll learn from that. But is he still going to keep all of that pent up rage and vengeance or whatever? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it could be. 
Like if if Cersei does do something where she she kills um a lot of the Tyrells and he's still healing on Dragonstone, he may come back and try to and and it actually could be Kingsguard on Kingsguard. You could have Jamie who's training, you know, with uh with Ill and Payne and who's learning how to use his left hand and he may be fighting down like a wounded, injured Sir Loras. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like like let's say right. he's trying to take out like more of that vengeance and revenge on House Lannister because he's already pissed about what's been done to House Baratheon and to, to Renly Baratheon. Um, he takes he takes that anger out on Dragonstone to, to a large degree, is bloodied up for it. Maybe he knows Cersei's trying to kind of put him in that type of peril. And then if something happens to his house, to his father, to his sister, I mean, yeah, he's going to lose it. He, he is, He's going to lose it. And he could come back and be a major thorn in the Lannister side or, or join up with uh, who right. knows. You know, young yeah. Griff or whoever. Exactly. Or or Danny, right? When, Dan, yeah. when Danny comes over, because we do see the Tyrells kind of ally with with uh, with with them. So, I mean, the other thing is, you know, I think it's OK if some of these characters, we don't have to see like some sort of fitting end for every character, every yeah. single character. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes in I mean, another book series like, you know, we read Wheel of Time and you have these characters where it's like. Wow, okay, what happens to that guy? It's like, well, you don't even see him again for like eight more books. So you know, yeah, it's he's like, gone. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, he's gone. He was just he was there, and then that that that's it. That's that's all there all there other kind of is. So maybe he could just he could just be one of those things where okay, now he's kind of served his his purpose. So yeah. and then that's and then that's kind of it. So guys, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Sir Loris uh, in the Winds of Winter? So, um, all yep. right. With that, Ez, let's move on over to tier two. We kind of did it a little bit, but man, the wall. Okay, yeah. it's been it's it's been a little bit, and uh, we want to give a, give a shout out to some of our also our other patrons. Yeah, I, I wanted to do this uh, again. Thank you to everybody who does support us on Patreon, and literally every dollar does help. Whether you know, I mean, it, it, just one dollar, literally a donation on on Patreon would make Sir Matt and I's day and uh, it'd just be, it'd just be awesome. But these are our sworn swords. Um, currently we have Sir, Sir Anonymous of House Anonymous, uh, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, uh, Lady Mary of House Reese, uh, Bannerman has no name, Sir Stephen of House Vilken, and uh, Sir William of House Lombard, our most loyal sworn sword, our longest member of the group there. And uh, really, really appreciate that. So, so yeah, there's a lot of ways too. And again, if it's not a dollar on Patreon, or if it's not, uh, you, you know, signing up for the extra rewards there, right. then it can be iTunes smashing review. that subscribe button on YouTube. Exactly. It, that that yeah. all of that helps in such a big way because then we can push our content to more people. We can make the book club bigger, better, stronger, so on. Other book clubs need to bend the knee. You know, pretty it's much. Whole, it's the whole point. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. Now, something else you can do if you've already done all that stuff and you you still want to uh, support, um, you know, Sir Matt and, and I, then you can go check out some of our other projects. Uh, we've got like, uh, S- uh Sir Matt runs a box trick retro gaming, which I'm going to buy the PS, the PS five. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've just decided should. it's, it, I need to, I don't really, you know, I'll get it. You don't have to, you upgrade your PC and I'll just do the PS5. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be getting I'll be getting a PlayStation Five. Okay, all right, cool. Just yeah. Um, also, go check out an unexpected podcast. If you're into Lord of the Rings, we just started The Hobbit. Um, I run that podcast with my good buddy uh, Lane. Uh, you can also check out Heroes of the Horn, our Wheel of Time uh, podcast there, which is which is a lot of fun, and that is really ramping up. and 
And I'm telling you right now, if you get a chance, that is going to be the next big TV series. That is your next uh, kind of Game of Thrones. Besides mm-hmm. um, House of the Dragon, I mean, we're gonna, it's going to be huge. This is, it's going to be a, a huge series and a lot of fun. Um, here recently, in the next month or so, Hyperspace Hangout, is, we're going to be doing a lot more of that. Uh, the Mandalorian, we just did like three or four YouTube videos. Really, really good trailer breakdown theories, which I think people are going to like. I was really actually proud and, and, and excited uh, about those. Um, and then I'm also doing... Some reactions back in the day, uh, Sir Ezra the Watchful used to have a we used to do like let's look it up sort of our reaction channel where we just did some fun kind of like takeaways from uh, movies, uh, movie trailers, TV trailers, whatever. So if you just type in Sir Ezra the Watchful on YouTube, you can find that channel and uh, it's just going to be kind of a vlog fun stuff there where I'm going to do some reactions and talk talk nerdy stuff you know cross cross the cross the platforms references in Lord of the Rings that I see in Game of Thrones Game of Thrones references or common themes that you see across the different fandoms it's going to be a lot of fun so check those out and don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all those things. You can follow me at Wampret underscore two M and you can follow Sir Matt at Super Gains Bros. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 36, Tyrion 8 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And remember that winter is coming.